Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike and Diana, host of the One Life podcast, believe that most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike and Diana want you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities. It creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, habits of healthy people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life podcast to your playlist. That's the number one NE Life, available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcast platform. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the One Life hey. Podcast. I am Mike M.I.C. Reed, and as always, I got my co-host, Diana Gotti, from the AV Wellbeing Coalition, right. doing it the Gotti way. What up, what up, what up? Oh, you got energy today. Hey, go <laughs> Dodgers. Are you know, kidding right? me? They won opening day? Yeah. Uh, and we got our special ho- special co-host with us today, Jacqueline <laughs> Hernandez from NARUP, president of NARUP. Yes. How you doing, AV Chapter? I'm good. How are you guys? Thank you for having me. Again. Always, always, yes. Yeah. This is your second time because yeah, it's your first time in our new studio. Yes, it's beautiful, by the way. Thank you, by the way. And yeah. we are growing. We're going to grow out of this one. Yeah. Today is special because it's the Ooh. end of Woman History Month. So yes. Jackie is definitely ending that with us today. Yeah. And it's the beginning of our season three. Mm-hmm. A power so hitter for sure. I'm definitely excited. Oh, and you know what? I, I just realized the other day when I was going through my notes and stuff. Guess what next month is? April. Our one-year anniversary. Oh, it is. Yes. Oh. I didn't realize until I was Time looking at my notes and calendar, like, next month, I will be celebrating the one-year anniversary of this podcast. Hey, now we have to brainstorm on that. Wow. No, I know. It's like, wow. You know, a lot of people, they start podcasts, and they don't make it past, like, the eighth episode. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. It, I'm be honest with you. It's a lot yeah. of work. But when you have passion for something and you have consistency, like, I've been having fun. Yeah. Just like meeting everybody and like I'm so grateful that you're here again with us because yeah. our first conversation was incredible and pretty it short was, today it was too. deep it was it was deep. no it yeah. was yeah. yeah so before we get into that conversation yes. let's um what's going on with the AV Wellbeing Coalition well um the deadline Dang. is tomorrow yes. that's right. it yeah and so I think the applications the for the second cohort for certification in applied positive psychology. Um, so applications um, will be closed tomorrow. However, they are requesting for more male, more men to get involved, you know, in, yeah. in this program. And again, you can reach Ms. Nardi Lopez at the city of Palmdale. Um, and what's actually exciting is that the first cohort will actually be able to participate in this new um, cohort. Um, and we're going to kind of be there guiding and supporting mm-hmm. um, the next leader. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about that, too. Yeah. yeah. I'll actually get to be a p- part of it this time. Yeah. I think. I still ain't got my email yet. I think you're in. Okay. <laughs> I, I think so. I think you're in. So that's really exciting stuff. But yes. And congratulations, by the way, on your uh, first cohort of Yay! the leadership program. Yay! Shout out to awesome. the uh, AV, not the AV, but uh, the Ventura, Ventura Foundation. Ventura Foundation, yes. Um, George and uh, Vicky, they did an amazing job. They gave all 10 kids a $500 scholarship. Yeah. And you guys have a second one coming up. Isn't right? that exciting? That it starts is. April yeah. 19th. I mean, the kids did not expect that. And when Adriel uh, stepped up and kind of gave his speech, it was so just moving. Not only that, but to under to 
kind of get back that the kids kind of retain this information. Right. You know, they really do need to know that they are leaders and that not everything's going to always work out. You know, there has to be errors in order mm -hmm. to grow. Right. And for him to kind of express all of that. It, I know. I, I was really um, impressed with yeah. him. Like he right? got up and he did this whole speech and he did an incredible job. And I actually went up to him afterwards and shook his hand. I was like, wow, man, that was a great speech. Yeah, and he's part of ASB, and he actually is a swimmer, and he would go to his swim meets and then still show up. Even, wow. you know, some kids mm -hmm. would be like, no, I just I'm literally tired. swam. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to kick back and, and stay home. But, no, he made it his, his priority to be there. So he's looking to do an extra ship with the engineer. So if you guys do know of any engineers, I would oh, okay. love to hook him up with that. He's a great kid. There's a, a really bright future for him, and... And it was nice. It was a privilege to have my kids in there. And then not only that, but after I stepped away, I said, you know what? I'm showing them that we should be giving back to right. our community, mm -hmm. you know, contribute, get involved, especially where you where you live, where you work. Um, you know, it's the investment into our, right. our, our future. So and it was great Good to stuff. see um, Mike Garcia's office gave them all certificates of recognition and uh, was one pop. Blanco. Blanco. Juan yeah. Blanco was there giving out certificates as well. Yeah. So the city of Palmdale is really involved in that. So it's great. Yeah. You should have seen their faces when they see the seal. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. You know, seeing that. And some kids are in junior high and some of them are juniors in high school. So it's like, what's next? You know, That's kind awesome. of giving them that excitement. So, yeah, so I was excited. That's good um, stuff. Thank you for inviting me, though. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That's right. So the next one is when? It starts April 19th. Okay. So the great thing is, since we've kind of been putting it out and the kids are, of course, excited about the scholarship, we have a lot of kids that have applied. Unfortunately, we only have, um, you know, for this next um, workshop, uh, 10 spots. Oh, so it's already filled? Yes and no. We're going to see what we can do if, you know, people are willing to donate so we can give more scholarships to these kids. Um, but I think it was kind of um, broken down for only 10 at a time because mm -hmm. we are giving each student $500, you know, but if we have a room for like 30 of them, yeah. <laughs> it might get a little, you know, a little pricey. So, but, you know, you never know. We might get donations. People might want to participate and give these kids what they want and yeah. it's a good thing that they are applying that they are wanting to get involved because some kids just want to stay home and what video no, games that's the great thing about it is media. the kids are actually like wanting yeah. to do these programs yeah and then we have one that we're going to start up and i'm hoping a couple of weeks yes a workshop yeah we're going to be so, teaching kids to do podcasts yeah that's so cool isn't that yeah. dope so yeah. we're, we're, we're getting big funding from that as well so yeah i'm yeah. so so I'm excited, excited about that that's yeah awesome, guys yeah so anyway, so let's get on with our conversation with Ms. Jacqueline Hernandez. <laughs> How have you been since the last time we talked? I've been good, you know, trying to stay busy. Um, I feel like I don't even know how we're in April already. Or going to be in April tomorrow. You know? Oh, yeah. I don't know what happened. I mean, the year's just flying by. And um, you kind of have to take a step back and really realize or focus on what really matters, you know, right. and spending time with family and um, so that's what I'm trying to currently do right now. And you know, by, by you saying that, it, it brought me back to, and I actually want to um, talk to you about this, because you did a post a few weeks ago mm -hmm. that really was, I, I think, a post that needed to be said. And you was talking about rumors and people mm -hmm. out there just starting rumors and how you can't pay attention to it. Like you, What, what made you do that? I think um, it, it, I, I felt like I needed to say something just because 
um, you get to the point where, you know, you want to not listen and not mm. feed into it, but then it starts to really affect you, right? It does. And so as much as um, you want to pray about it and let God handle it, you do also have to be like, you know what? I need to take a step back. I don't want to hear it. Please don't call me on it. It's just negative, and I don't want to give any energy right. into it, you know? No, and, you know, when you, when you said, when you did that post, I was actually going through something very similar where people was calling me, and I was hearing all these rumors and all this stuff, right? And so when I read that, I was like, man, you know what? I know this stuff. And it's like, we know all this stuff, but sometimes we need that reminder. And I had to take a step back and I started telling people like, no, I don't hear it. Like I'm not responsible for anybody else. I'm only responsible for myself. So I don't care what people think. Like I care about people. Obviously everybody knows that, but I don't, if you bring in that negative energy, you're not going to put me into your negative space. Right. You know how they say negative, uh, what is it? A misery loves company. Oh yeah. Like I, I actually went through that with my, um, last marriage and, um, I got caught into that. Like she pulled me into her negative space. And, you know, um, I, I had to learn not to let people pull me into her space, no matter how much I want to help them. It's like, I'm here for you, but you got to come into my space right. where it's, it's nice and peaceful. Like I'm not going into no one else's negative space no more. Yeah. So I, I think that's that. when boundaries come into place. Yeah. You know, you really have to exercise that. And that's why we say if it's not a hell yes, it has to be a hell no. Even when they're calling, be like, ooh, that's a strong no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, that's what I would say. You know, that's a hard pass. I mean, growing up here in, in the Antelope Valley, it's kind of hard because you either went to the same, what, elementary, junior high, and high school. And unfortunately, some of the people that still live here still live with that same mindset. It's like, at what point in life do you grow up? You know, like you really have to step outside of that. And it's really sad that, you know, it's like crabs in a bucket. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to keep you down and try to climb up on each other instead of like, you know, we can really work together. We can build, you know, so much. And um, I did grow up here and, um, well, I don't want to say unfortunately, but, you know, I kind of came back and I really do step back and just kind of observe and just watch and wait from a distance. And I really create that for myself, you know, but boundaries has been the strongest thing. You know, I stay with my family. My family's dope. No, it it, it is, (laughs) but it's, go go ahead. I think sometimes too, it's having that difficult conversation. People do not Mm -hmm. want to have those difficult conversations and say, you know what? Um, I cannot be there. I can no longer listen to this because mm-hmm. you don't want to make the other person feel bad. But at the right. same time, yeah. you know, you're only hurting yourself. Right. So um, I think it's having those difficult conversations that people don't want to have that yeah. are necessary. No. And, and you know what? And, and I, like I'm in a new relationship now. And one, one of the first conversations that I had with her is I told her, I said, look, no matter what issues we go through, because we all going to go through it. Right. We all have our ups and downs. I said, we're going to have this conversation, even if it's Un, you know, um, not healthy, but it's going to be a healthy conversation. But if it's uncomfortable, so we still have to have the conversation. Like, I think I said that we talked about this on the last show. You can have your minute if you need your minute. Like, if mm-hmm. you need your space, go take five minutes, go take a half a day if you want. But at some point, we're going to come back to the table and have this conversation, right. no matter how uncomfortable it is, because we got to get through it. We can't just hold on to it. You right. know, and that's what yeah. I think a lot of people, they get afraid of that. But the people don't realize that you can have a healthy conversation. It doesn't have to be like this unhealthy conversation where it's just arguing and all that. Right. Like it can be a healthy conversation, even though it is still uncomfortable. It can still be healthy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm on the flip side. I'm like, you know what? If it's not good for me, then 
there's no point of even having that conversation because you have to project the, the behavior you want in return, you know? And if you know that that person is just really not going to understand that setting those boundaries, let me tell you are, they speak louder than words, right. mm-hmm. you know, and understand, you know what, there's no room for this. I'm going to just not. And if you're then understanding the behavior that I'm shifting on you, then now you start thinking about your behavior. But you, you know, know what? I feel like a lot of people will, they're oblivious. They do mm. not realize that this is happening. You right. know, they don't understand all of a sudden why they changed behavior. Huh? I wonder. No, they don't. I don't think that they put two and two together. Mm. So I think having that conversation, establishing those boundaries, mm. you know, being uncomfortable while you're even having the conversation with that individual. Um, and then if the situation continues, well, then at that point, like you said, yeah. you know what? I got to remove myself. Well, and, yeah. and that's, I, I kind of approach it in a way where, um, most people just want to be heard, listened to. Like, they just want to be heard, right? So, and most people just want to vent. I, I would, and I've always said this. I'll give you, like, 10, 15 minutes. Go ahead and vent. But at, at some point, we're going to have a healthy conversation. And if you're not ready for that conversation, I'm going to let you vent. But then I'm going to say, you know what? Let's talk tomorrow. Because today, today is not the day. Let's talk tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I got other things right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear somebody calling yeah. me. <laughs> it's hilarious because we actually were having that conversation with my husband he goes someone asked like how do you tell someone to you know be quiet when they just don't get it and i go you tell them hey i hear chata calling you (laughs) (laughs) and i think we all know how that ends right and we were cracking up driving down we're all like dude some people really just don't get it Well, they don't. And that's why I said, like, you give them that little space to, okay, I'm going to give you an opportunity, right, right, to (laughs) let's have a conversation. But if you're not getting it in this small window that I'm giving you, then it's like, okay, you know what? You're not ready. Yeah. And I'm not mad at you because some people just not ready at the time. So, and everybody moves at their own pace. So let's talk tomorrow. Yeah. I have no problem telling people that. Like, yeah, you know, let's talk tomorrow. I'm not, again, I'm not going to go into your, your negative like, space. I'm more on the flip <laughs> yeah, side. Like, you know what? I've, I've got too far <laughs> to be, to build my sanity, you know, cause I, I was there. I used to do that, you know, and it was so draining for me. And I mean, I've been through counseling for that, you know, and my therapist told me, you don't have to give an explanation to anybody. You really, truly don't. Because at that point, you're really just kind of draining yourself, you know, and kind of going in circles, you know, it's. If it's not for you, then move on. And that's going to be the most powerful thing in life that you really do. And I think as humans, sometimes we we stay in those toxic relationships, friendships, because of I should just hear, you know, I got to. Ex- and they're draining. Hell yeah, you make excuses. <laughs> and at some point it's like, you know what? No. But, you know, it also like for me, like I put people in certain boxes, so to speak. Right. Like I know certain people just not going to get it, right? right. So it's like, I, I just keep them over there. I'm not, so at, at, with those people, I'm like you. Like, all right, I'm yeah. not, not going to feed into it, right? I just let it go. But people that I care about that I know that maybe just going through something, like I said, I'll give them that opportunity. Of course. and yeah. But I think it comes to a point that there's only so much that you can. And I think the people yeah. that you do keep around you, they're not going to do that. They really don't. There's a reason why you keep them around. You know, it's my daughter asked me like, oh, mom, like something about my friends. And I was like, 
I don't think I have that many. I, I was like, maybe it's like five. But, that, that, that is but good. that's good. Oh, yeah. You have five good friends that oh, yeah. have your back and are there no matter what. You can oh, call yeah. two in the morning and be like, hey, I'm going through this, and they're going to hear you out or are there for your kids. Yeah. Um, those are your friends. Oh, yeah. All of them are actually over 20 years of, of friendship. Honestly, all every single one of them that I'm thinking about, they're over 20 years of friendships. And the, oh, yeah. I... I can't really sit here and say I've had drama or I had this or none of that. Honestly, I can honestly say that, that I, I don't experience that. It's always those jogging relationships that they call them, you know, like those short terms where right. I'm just like, yeah. And, you know, I learned that sometimes people are only supposed to be in your life for a season. That's right. Forever, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to be able to. Just accept that because sometimes we want to hold on, right? Yeah. And we're like, oh, but why? They we're my friend. And it's like, it's okay. You know what? We were there for X amount of time. I learned what I needed to learn, and now we got to keep it pushing. No, but yeah. nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Not, not, none of this stuff in this room lasts forever. Everything has an expiration date, right? right. And, I, and I learned that, again, with, like, with my last marriage. Um, I learned that, you know what? As much as I wanted her in my life forever, and when we first met, it was like, this is going to be forever. I had to accept, like, you know what? I'm grateful for the time that we had. Right. Period. Yeah. I think I heard that from I, Mark Cuban. It's the owner of the Mavericks, right? Mm-hmm. The Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Um, you got that from me. <laughs> no, he didn't. I said and that a said, lot. <laughs> no, but he says that that's, that's what has actually kept him, like, humbled and grounded, is that he has a very small circle of friends mm-hmm. that he's had before his success, you know, and then he got, and I got that from him. It's jogger friendships, you know, that kind of business come and go. Hey, how are you doing kind of deal. And that's what's kept him just grounded and very successful is those really tight, like friendships from childhood, you know, and I value that. I'm actually very thankful that I can't say that I, I do have that. And I do encourage people, you know, to kind of build on that. You don't have to have a large following and a large mm-hmm. network, especially in the life that we live right now yeah. um, with social media, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. I have to be like, no, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you no, don't. You no, you don't. No, you, you don't. Know, before, um, before God came into my life, I used to be a people pleaser, you know, mm-hmm. and I wanted everybody to like me and, you know, I didn't want anybody to hate me or feel some type of way and I would try to fix whatever the situation was. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Like I know mm-hmm. who I am. God knows who I am. And that's all that really matters. All right. That yeah. part. hundred percent. I'm the same way. I used to, I think I learned maybe three, four years ago when I started doing my mindset training. Like I, I and that's where I, I developed, like I'm not responsible for you. Right. Even in relationships. Like, and that's why I had that conversation with my new girlfriend. Like I'm not responsible for your happiness. And, and you know, funny you say that I, I, I say that to my husband all the time. I'm like, it's not my responsibility yeah. to make you happy. You have to make yourself happy, you know? And just like with for me, it's not his responsibility to make me happy. Exactly. I have to be happy on the inside first, and then we make each other happy. Right. But, right. Yeah. And we walk down, you know, in relationships, you know, you're supposed to, with your husband or your, your spouse or whoever it may be, you, you walk this path. Like you stay on your path. He stays on his path. And what you do is you can add value to each other. You can right. add happiness to each other. But that's all I can do. And I, and I tell her that. Like, even when I tell her, I don't say, hey, babe, thanks for making me happy today or you make me happy. I don't say you make me happy. I, and I, I'm getting out of that mindset. It's thanks for adding happiness today to my life. That's what I tell her all the time. Thanks for adding this value. Because that's all, that's all we're doing for each other and what we're supposed to be doing for each other. Right. Like, I'm not responsible for your happiness. So you didn't make me happy today. You added happiness, but you didn't make me happy. Right. It's a difference. I think once we learn that... Um, 
lot of relationships could be healed. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, not only that, but, <laughs> but to be mindful to keep someone happy is also key too, you know, yeah. cause there's like little nugs or jolts of joy and it really is going to pull someone out of those uncertainties, you know, like to think like, you know, do they really even love me? You know, they really don't care and I might be happy, but if that other person kind of doesn't contribute to it's the little things, right. you know, sometimes we might think it's, we have to do the big things. No, it's the little nugs, you know, oh, like yeah. the, the little jolts of joy that really kind of pull you out of that as well. I think the older we get, we, we understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, even like I used to say a minute ago, like I, I used to be that guy when I was in Hollywood, like I bought everything. I used to pay for when we went out, I paid for everybody's bill. Cause I just wanted everybody to like me and love yeah. me or whatever. I was like, hell no, you, you I, don't care about, I don't care about none of this stuff. I don't. You want to share a plate? No, yeah. like, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I yeah. still treat people every now and then. Like, like I was at Zelda's the other night yeah. and um, I treated a couple of friends. So I know they having a rough time and it was at karaoke and I brought them a couple of drinks, but I mean, I don't pay for everybody's bill like I used to Yeah. or well, even I, like flaunt to like, think I have it all anymore. Like I don't. Yeah, well, I think you should, you're going to be in a circle now that everybody could take turns. Right. You know, I mean, I, maybe in your 20s, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So today I got this. Next time you got the next you know? one, right. you got the next one. <laughs> yeah. Right. I uh, think that's I how it should be. And how it should be. And, and but I'm some actually, people don't grow out of that, though. <laughs> no. Be like, man, I'm going to go hey, with man, this. you got this? <laughs> right. Yeah. Hell nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Looks like you touched it first. <laughs> Nah, you know, and I pay attention to people when we be out, like, with a group of people, like, who be ordering what? Because I know when the bill comes, like, don't say you got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, yeah, I got a phone call real quick. Yeah, I'm just like, outside. <laughs> I, make, I always make sure like, my bill is always separate. Like, I don't even, like, sit with people no more. I mean, I go join people, but when I'm ordering, I try to do it at the bar or something, like. Don't put my bill with their bill. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know why people would even do that, though. What? Just feel entitled to that, you know, instead of coming coming from you and being, you know, like, let me help you out or even offer. And if it comes from that other person, it'd be like, no, I got it. It'd be like, okay, thank you. I really appreciate that. But why have that, you know, mindset to, like, they're going to take care of it or they got me. It's like, what makes you feel entitled to my money? Have well, you worked people, hard for it? You know what people, a lot of people um, are confused about what we have. They think we have so much more. I don't know. Because I guess, because the way like people think I'm like really rich and I'm like, I'm not, but because of my yeah. confidence, because of what I do, they, they be like, Oh no, my got it. And it's like, no, I don't got it. <laughs> like stop counting my money. And that's what people do. They, they count yeah. your money about how you dress, how you look, how the car you drive, you know, how you live. They really be For counting real. your money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't do they that. don't know the kind of bills you have. Yeah. Right. Responsibilities you got to take care of yeah. and exactly. how hard you've been working mm-hmm. to have this money. Yeah. yeah so that's right. Especially being on here. Oh, you on a podcast? Exactly. Be like, man, this is community work. Oh, you know, it, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Um, and and I, and I think I can say, because I'm actually going through a divorce right now. And my my wife's attorney really thinks, like, I have all this money. It's like, I don't. Like, I used to. Yeah. Like, when I was, before the pandemic, when I was in film and making all these films. Yeah, I did. And that's where my wife, like, my, so my ex-wife, she, well, she's not an ex yet, but she is. But anyway, so, be. yeah, soon to be. She is telling her attorney, because I had a conversation with her attorney the other day, because I'm trying to just settle that, like make this really simple, but she's trying to make it hard and difficult. And I was like, I don't have all this money. I don't know where you guys are getting this from. Like, I used to, yeah, but that shit is long gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 
Since but the even pandemic, if you did, that's your. I know, I but know. I know, but still, like, it's mm. horrible. It is. It really is. It's, it's sad the way what's going on right now with this old leaf battle. But oh no, I can't. Tell, I mean, I don't mind talking about it because I ain't got nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what 50 cent did remember yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he's like i'm broke I'm <laughs> when he was going real. through all that yeah like, don't let the like the lights and all this stuff like fool you, you. yeah uh, it's, a, it's like, just it's the perception that people have no it is and you know i'm starting like i'm next month would be my year like it literally takes like two three years to build up a business so like give me a couple of years i'll be there i'll be back there yeah, but yeah. right now I'm, I'm in a rebuilding process mm-hmm. like i'm literally don't have what i used to but don't assume that I do. And then try to take my little pennies. <laughs> okay. Anyways, let's talk about, because uh, the last time you said, Jackie, we told uh, you big on uh, community over competition. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think um, the word community gets thrown out so easily, mm-hmm. right? And everybody wants to be involved and they right. want to help the community and they want to make a difference and make an impact. And when it comes down to it, what are you really doing to make a difference in your community? Are you actually helping um, a nonprofit organization? Are you out there feeding the homeless? Are you volunteering at a child's school? I mean, what are you really doing to help your community? Uh, A pastor once said, he's like, when you die, will you make a difference? Like, will your community miss you? And that kind of hit. And I was like, will they? I mean, have I have I done enough, right? What does my book look like? What is it right. going to look like at the end? So for me, um, I want to touch as many lives as I can and impact people in a positive way to where even if I only helped one person, that they can say, you know what, Jackie helped me through this or she changed my life because of this or whatever the case may be, um, then I'm good, you know? No, and, and you know, that's one thing that... Um I talked about with Darlene Trevino and uh, Janet and what Janet was on here the other day, uh, not the other day, but a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that. It's like, how, how do we pivot people's mind to um, get rid of the egos and like really help? Cause we, like you said, in every committee meeting I've been in, uh, I was in one the other day and all these meetings I go to, everybody's always talking about unity. Like, but where's the action? Right. And mm-hmm. for me, Words without action is is meaningless. It meaningless, right? right. It has no value whatsoever. Right. Like where's the action? Right. And you know, the one thing and I had I had this deep conversation with again with Darlene and Janet, um, separate and they both said the same thing and I kinda agree with them and it's kinda how what my mindset is right now. We have to lead by example. Right. And it goes back to how what you're saying, like ignore all the BS stuff, ignore all the egos and all this rumors and stuff, but you just have to lead by example. And, ho- and hopefully at some point you know, the switch turns on and people yeah. hit that corner. Yeah. And kind of join you. And then one thing Janet was saying is like, I'm not going to come down to your level. You got to come up to me. Because she's, she's vibrating on a higher frequency right now. This is what her words. And she said, I'm not going to come down to your frequency. You got to come up to me. And I believe in that. Yeah. I mean, at some point too, it's, you have to also lead and guide and not be afraid to extend that hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And be able to pull up. I think a good leader um, first needs to be an intelligent follower, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that um, you have to do 
sometimes things that you other people are like, oh no, that's beneath me. I don't think right. anything is beneath me. Right. I'm no. gonna do whatever I gotta do. And whether I mean, I a lot of people see me, and like you said, the perception, right? They see the the clothes and the designer bags and the vacations, and they think, oh, she's always had it like that. But um, people don't know what it was like when I was growing up. You know, I was raised by a single mom, and she was working in the fields. And so um, I remember we were on um, we were on food stamps, and I remember being at the grocery store, and I was embarrassed when she because back then they didn't yeah. have the little card, you know. They had the booklets, right? Yeah. And I remember being embarrassed at that time, and I was a teenager already, you know, and I couldn't understand why my mom had to do that, but you know, she did what she had to mm-hmm. to you know to to raise me on her own. Um, and so now. I look at a lot of the things that people aren't willing to do for other people because they think, oh, no, I'm not, I can't do that. That's beneath me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Nothing's beneath me. Right, that's right. I'm going to do whatever. Whatever I have to do. If you, if I need to take the shirt off my back to give it to you, then that's what it'll be. Right. You know, and that's one of the things that I admire about you, and I think I've spoken to you about it before, is um, I've always seen you out in the community. Like at every event I was at, you was right there. And it doesn't seem like you, you're always saying, and these are the good things that you say yes to. You're always lending a hand. You're always helping. And it shows. And I actually really do admire that about you. Thank you. Because you, you put in the work. And you put in the effort. Thank and, you. And action. You know, yeah. um, there was a time where my husband and me would kind of get into these little conflicts because I was always out whether it was at Grace Resource or with the Sheriff's Department or doing something, right? And most of the time when, you know, they have these community events, it's an all-day thing. And he'd be like, why are you always gone? Like, you're always out there and you're helping people. I get it, but, like, what about our family? And I'm like, dude, you don't understand when I give back and all I have to see is this child's face and their eyes light up or, you know, helping feeding someone that's homeless. That... You can't put a price on that, you right. know? And it finally, until I started taking him with me, he was like, okay, I understand now, you know? Yeah. For his birthday, um, we actually didn't celebrate anything. We didn't do anything. We didn't go out anywhere. We didn't have a dinner. We didn't do anything. We actually ended up going to Oxnard to go help with the toy drive. And he was the happiest. You should have seen his face. Uh, yeah. It was like we got there, uh, I don't know, maybe noon, and then it was like close to 5 o'clock. We still hadn't eaten or anything, and... I'm like, I'm kind of hungry, you know? And he was like, but I'm still helping. And he was helping this older couple, and he was carrying the boxes for them. And I'm like, I'm going to let them have it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is dope. That's priceless. But I think that that was the key. It was a we thing, you know, because when you're out, you're right. There are a family, but this is your life partner. Yeah. You know, and I think that we had to learn that as well with uh, with my husband. It's always like, come, come with me, or let's do this, or let's do this together, or, you know, just telling him all about it and giving him the option, like, hey, you can also be a part of this, you know, and doing right. it together, and even your daughter, you know. That's paving the way and showing them the structure to do it with your partner. It, it is a partnership, and yeah. sometimes in a marriage, I think that's where it it gets lost. It's like, well, I'm going to go do this because I'm doing this. And then the, you know, your spouse would be like, well, what about me? Right. You know, what am I doing? I can also help. I can also give, you know, back. And then your kids are seeing this like, man, mom and dad are, you know, doing this. And that's now sparking that in them. Like, man, when I have the chance, like I want to get out there, I want to do this too, you know? So that's dope that you guys were able to, to experience that together. And how rewarding was that? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, just his face. I was just looking at him like I have pictures like from afar and he just looks so happy. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Mm. It is. When when I asked Mike to come for the for the awards, I told him, now you understand why I love doing this, why I love giving back, you know, to the community because it's so priceless. Yeah. It really is. Just contribute or not only that, but creating that um, that I guess that bridge Mm -hmm. between people, you know, it's, we're social creatures. We should be engaging. We should be helping each other out. We should be giving them that example. Like I'm not any better. I might be in a different financial situation than you, but it doesn't mean that I'm not willing to kind of roll up my sleeves and, you know, start working with you. Let's build, you know, you can also have this, this might be your situation right now, but it doesn't have to be that situation tomorrow. Yeah. You know, you know, one thing I learned, um, I actually learned this from Kobe, um, because I, I think there is a fine line that a lot of people don't want to walk. It's like you, you do want to take care of your family, right? But yeah. it takes a lot to be an entrepreneur. I mean, yeah. you, you know this. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so much you have to do. Like, you all, you all have to be advanced. You always have to, like, be out in the field just yeah. doing networking. Um, and most most spouses don't understand that because, they don't one, they don't see your vision because it's not their vision. It's your vision, right? And even when I first got into entertainment, my first wife um, – she used to ask me, because I used to be out till 4 or 5 in the morning. She's like, what are you doing that late? Like, where, where are you at? Like, and finally, I said, you need to come with me. And so for two years, I took her to the studio. Like, this is when I was in music. And we used to be sitting in the studio for hours to 3, 4 in the morning, just listening to tracks, tracks over tracks. And she was like, finally, she was like, you know what? Go. I, I I'm it. good. I'm good. She's like, I get it now. Like, I'm good. <laughs> she was I'm like, this this is way, yeah, she's like, it's way too much. She was like, there's no way I can do it. She's like, I couldn't keep, she couldn't keep up. Yeah. But she understood, like, yeah. and she understood why I had to be at the events, the parties, because it was networking. So she finally saw that. So she was super good. And I think that's why, like, even like, like I'm still good friends with her to today, you know, um, and because she understands why I'm always out, why I'm always doing things. But at the end of the day, I'm still taking care of my family. And that's how I take care of my family. Because yeah. I'm passionate about what I do. Um, it's not like I'm out there just playing around, just partying and drinking. Like, no, there's a, a method to the madness while right. I'm out there. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. So true. Yeah. No, that's good. Well, I can't wait till this season or I guess the holiday season because that's when you start giving back. You know, once oh, yeah. Halloween kind of kicks in. Thanksgiving. It's, yes. Yeah. Food drives. Yes, I yeah. can't wait. Christmas. It's going to be a good year. It is. I'm, I'm hoping to do more. Um, I'm trying to, uh, like, really team up with uh, your your uh, buddy. Narup. Narup. Not Narup. Um, oh, my gosh. You're going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? Trevino? No. Um, at Keller Williams. Oh. <sighs> Janet? No. No, Janet's not, Janet's not at Keller Williams. Is she? she is. Oh, she is? Or Becky? Yeah. No. No, uh, Sigala. Be- uh Bellin. Bellin. Oh, Bellin. Bellin. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Sorry, Bellin. <laughs> because last no, last year, last year I helped her because her sister does yes, works with the yes. special needs. Yes, she does. And you guys know my son is special needs, and I've been working with them since I was twelve years old. Um, Disabled kids, and so um, last year I helped them do a, a toy drive um, over at the park in Lancaster somewhere. But I want to do more with her and her sister. Yeah, like, that's they funny. do amazing things. They're together. both my neighbors. See, what is it called? Seed to grow. <laughs> See to grow. See yeah. to grow, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they do a little thing and especially the kids, they always have a special heart, you know, with me and I, I love helping them. Yeah. And that's why I still, you know, I, I coach. I don't know if I told you I told you this on the last show. That I coached the AYSO soccer special needs soccer no, team I in Valencia. Yeah. So every year, um I I've been doing that for like nine years. Nice. So, 
So every Saturday morning I'm out there playing with them, and that's my joy to joy. I love that. Like I love going out there running with them and just playing with them. Oh. And when it's like, and I hated it like during COVID, like obviously we had to shut down, and a lot of a lot of the kids, um, that's the only thing they have because they're stuck in the house, you know, yeah. bed rest or whatever. Um, so when they get to go to these games, it's like the only time they get to come out. So when you when it's raining or you know we can't play, you know it hurts my heart because I'm like, oh wow, like because they get sad. Like the parents tell us, like oh Zach or so or so and so they got you know sad they couldn't come out and play. It's like wow. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm excited about that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. So so Jackie, um, again, like I said, we talked about comp- uh, community over competition. Um, what what is it? Um, what is what is your focus for this year? Is it the same? As far as for like community, like I know, um, like say you're the president of NARA, right? So, like, what's new with that? Like, what is your main goal with that? Well, um, you know, this is my second term. Right. So I, I took it. Congratulations, on. by Thank the way. Thank you. I took it on a second year. It's a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know, coming from a chapter where we had zero members to negative. in our account. I mean, it it, it was pretty bad, Mm -hmm. you know? And so trying to, once again, reestablish it all over again, bring in new directors, um, change the narrative, um, change the perception that people had also on the organization has been hard, but we're trying to remain consistent. Um, For us, it's really important to bring value and education. Right. So that's what we're focusing on. We don't want to be known as, oh, not, uh, they have the greatest parties, which don't get me wrong, that's all great and all, but um, that's not where it's at. You know, We can go and party and do things on our own, um, but this organization, we, as long as I'm still you know, president, um, I want to make sure that we bring as much value and education to our entire community. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that is then the real estate business, correct? Yes. Like to get people more educated on buying homes. Yes. Uh, what, why is it such a misconception? Like I just had this conversation with like a couple yesterday and everybody just thinks it's so hard to buy a home. Well, I think, again, they're talking to the wrong people. Right. So you're not talking to the professional and you're listening to your friend, your cousin, your aunt, your brother, mm-hmm. your sister. You're listening to everybody else but yeah. the professional. So um, you're listening to them. You're listening to social media. You're listening right. to the news. And it's like, guys, the information is free. All you have to do is pick up the phone. Now we're all on social media. You know, send us a DM and ask us the questions. You know, talk to a lender before you automatically assume that you can't purchase a home. Right. And I always tell people, because, you know, I've I've been dabbling in and out of real estate for maybe 15, 20 years now, right? And I'm actually just now getting my license. But um, I always tell people, and I don't want to bash any banks, but I always tell people to go with a private lender. Because a private lender, in my experience, because when I bought both my homes, has always helped. Like, And I've gotten um, several people homes going through my private lender where a private lender would tell you, you know what, do A, B, and C, and you're guaranteed a loan. That's so true. where you go into like a, a big bank, bank they're going to look at your credit. They're going to look at your history. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, you don't qualify. Send you on your way. Like they won't help you like a private lender will. It's yeah. so true. And I think that's, a lot of people are deterred, deterred from that. I think always get three different opinions before mm. you make that decision, you know. Um, there's different programs, different, different right. you know, private lenders, national banks. They all offer different types of programs, but you have to see what is best for you. Mm. So, like, for instance, maybe a loan that, 
that works for you might not work for her. Right. right? So, and every, every client is different. Everyone's income is different. Everyone's credit is different. So, you know, just because you heard your friend say, <clears throat> oh, I didn't have to put anything down. Does it mean that that might be the same right. specific scenario for you? Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. I think, like you said, people listen to everybody's stories. Like my first home was like easy to buy. My second one that I'm in now, it was a nightmare. But that doesn't mean your experience is going to be a right. nightmare. Right. Like, yeah, I went through a nightmare because of some other situations, but it doesn't mean like you're going to go through that. Yeah. And I think people get afraid of that. And that's why they go, oh, my God, you know, so long. I mean, I think for us, before we purchased our first home, we I didn't want the responsibility. I really didn't want that at all because my mom really pushed for us to get our home. We were in Los Angeles for a long time. I mean, we were pretty much paying um, rent, what could have been a mortgage, right? you know, for a very long time. And once we finally said, okay, we're going to do it, um, I really just got us to a, a position where we could purchase it. And it was the easiest thing. And it was through a private lender um, with uh, Julissa at Loan Depot. And we did um, actually meet with a few banks, and they were very... Um, negative about it and it was I guess a stereotype behind the credit and behind that they really didn't give us a lot of hope and when it happened and I remember this asking Arvin like is this it like we're signing like (laughs) is there something else is somebody else gonna come you know do we still gotta talk to a few people what's what's up was he's all no this is it like I give you your keys and I just couldn't believe it because it was really that simple it it was like we put the offer and like three weeks later we're closing and boom, you know, it, it was, it was that simple, that easy. And our credit was horrible when we first started. And I really just started calling, you know, fixing my credit and I did it all by myself. And what I tell people, it's like, if you really set your mind to it, you really can achieve Absolutely. it. You know, there are all these people that there's programs that they'll fix your credit, but why can't you do it yourself? It's really that easy. Do you want the house or not? Right. Mm. You know, it's, you really have to ask yourself, like you're saying, like, there's so much information out there. Like, there's so much knowledge. It's, are you willing to put in the work? Because once you have that house, now, (laughs) I remember there was a little hiccup um, right when we got the house. I remember calling Arvin, like, hey, man, like, something happened with the, the water. He goes, well, you got to fix it. And I said, what you mean? Like, there's no manager. Like, yeah. I can't call somebody. <laughs> and it was a reality check. Like, dang, this is, this is a real deal, you it's know? And you. Yeah, this all is you. all you. But honestly, it's been the best thing that, that we've done. I love coming home and not having to worry about ev- anyone outside. I remember when we were depositing the money in the bank um, so the loan could get it. The, the gentleman tells me, you know that that's your safe heaven. People don't realize that you can really do whatever you like at your home. You know, if you want to have everything gold, do everything gold. If you want to have everything satin or whatever may be the case, that's your safe heaven. When you close that door and you lock it, that's where no one can reach you. You know, that's when you can really disconnect. Let your hair down. And I'm sure your room is your way, right? You close that door and this is me. <laughs> I don't care if my, you know, my two walls match, but this is who I am. And sometimes people don't understand that. In an apartment, you have to ask, yeah. you know, to even have a party, have people over. Or, you know, it's funny because the kids are screaming at my mother-in-law. It's like, hey, you guys, someone's going to call the cops. Cause it's like, Ooh, this is our house. But just that privilege, that feeling, like 
I honestly encourage people look into it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's might be, it might be scary at first, but once you kind of get in the flow of it and really take the first step, it's the best thing, the best choice that you can really do. That's that's, you had the right people. They guided you and, they they had the right answers for you. Well, no, we went through a lot of agents. That doesn't, <laughs> let me tell you, the one the person that recommended um, Arvin was Julissa. Julissa okay. goes, I know you've been through a lot of people. <laughs> right. I know it hasn't been what you wanted. He goes, but I know this guy and he's really great. And I think he would be a, a perfect match for you guys. And I said, all right, Julissa. Like, you know, it's funny because we at times we would have like long conversations um and she really kind of got to know my story we had moved away from los angeles we were actually supposed to leave to texas i was in my mom's mobile home and with my whole family oh wow in the middle of pandemic oh wow yeah um, you know i had been i away. didn't know this story Go oh ahead. yeah i had been away 16 years from my mom's house i almost ran away and then now i'm having to be stuck and then the snow happened and then the roof started leaking and water was falling on my son's bed and I was like, I remember calling Julissa and I was like, we need to fix this. I need my home. I need to get out of here, you know? And she was like, you really just have to fix your credit. And the money was there, but the credit wasn't. And I just fought literally for what we have now. And that's why when I come to my home, I have a beautiful home. She does have a beautiful home. You know, and everything worked out so like amazing. When you talk about God, you know, I really would sometimes just pray to him and just tell him, like, you know where my heart is. When we walked into those doors, um, there was biblical scriptures on the wall. Oh, wow. Yeah. The so person. Like, this is it. This yeah, is this right. this was it, you know. And actually, the reason why Business Women of God is so um, so special to me is Nancy and Julissa were both there. And um, it was through her. It was her aunt that was selling the house. And before Julissa even knew that I had found that house and sent it to Arvin, um, she it kind of popped up on her feed. And she goes, I really think this would be a great home for them, you know. And then when she saw that that was a house that we kind of put a bid for, she goes, I knew it. Like, that was the right home for her. But the way everything actually worked out was amazing. We actually would drive by at night and just oh, yeah. be like, <laughs> one day... It's going to be ours. And and then one day it was really dark. And then the light just turned on and they happened to come out. And then I told my husband, oh, my God, do you think they saw us? I would even know it's us, you know. But I really was just claiming it. And I said, God, you know that this is we really, really need this. Like, it really, really humbled me. You know, it really humbled me because our life was we were living our best life in Los Angeles, you know, mm. partying out every day. We always had something to do with the kids. We were always out. That's why Mike's like, man, you guys are always out. <laughs> <laughs> we really were always out. We always had something to do. Our kids played sports. But, um, you know, kind of having our home humbled us. Yeah. And to really take it in and build our family. So I really encourage people, you know, to look into it. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, you know, organizations and people are willing to, to give they you that to knowledge help. to guide you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, buying a house is just so much better. Like the couple I was talking to yesterday, they paid $3,000 a month for a two bedroom. Oh, yeah. That's, I don't pay that much. It's insane. Oh, and our interest rate when we closed, it was, oh, it's ridiculously low. The way everything happened with that house was just God's work when I tell you. I know, I know. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think people really 
understand that they think, okay, well, I'm making another payment, I'm making another payment, I'm making another payment. When you actually start adding all of that up, all of the years that you've been running, mm-hmm. right. all of that just went to the trash. So true. Seriously. 100%. That's it's, what I tell gone. people. You, you're just throwing money away. Mm-hmm. You're burning it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're paying for somebody else's, you know, yeah. investment. Yeah. You know, long-term wealth, because that's what it is. Look, I always, I always tell people, cause, and I think a lot of times people, they always say, okay, they're waiting for the perfect home, right? And I say, get that out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Go buy a house. I don't care if it's in Cal City. Just keep it for two to three years. You're going to have equity. Right. Mm-hmm. Take that money, then go buy the house you want. Yeah, your, your home is your bank. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I tell people all the time, stop looking for that dream home. Just go buy a house yeah. somewhere. I don't care where it is. Keep it for a couple of years. You're going to have yeah. equity. Take that money, then go buy what you want. Right. Well, but it's like monopoly, equity. right? Yeah. Just build an equity. I mean, it's... it's I, I don't like to play monopoly. What? Because I'm so competitive. I get so angry. <laughs> oh. I want to own everything. You know, it's a problem, guys. It's a problem. Yeah. No, it's true. She's like, yeah, I know. I don't show Well, my husband's the only child. He doesn't like to lose. <laughs> Hashtag oh. same. Uh, or you, your yeah. only child too? Oh my god! When I tell people that, they're like, "Oh, that makes sense now." Oh, okay. that's yeah. We call it the only child syndrome. Yeah, but singletons. See, I, I am, I am the baby of seven, and I don't like to lose. Yeah, like my girlfriend is always looking at me. Marsh is always looking at me. It's not a competition, Mike. Mm. <laughs> like she's always. Not. I'm like, no, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but that you probably have great work ethic. Yes, but sometimes it's bad too. Just because because of that, I'm ridiculously obsessed with everything. So, guys, it's bad when I say to the point where if I'm working on a flyer, for instance, for one of our events, right? Um, I'll work on it for like five, six hours only because I'm just moving a font over a, a little centimeter mm-hmm. and then I'm moving it back and then I'm changing it and then I'm moving. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I have a problem. Oh yeah. That's, that's it's funny. Cause I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause my husband is a lot like that. I used to be like that. Yeah. But I think that's where your spouse balances you. He actually no. tells me, Jackie, you're still working on that. And I'm like, yes. And then he's like, you know, nobody cares, right? You know, <laughs> nobody cares. No. So, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Cause, um, you know, design is my background. So for a lot of my TV shows and everything, I did all the artwork for all the shows and everything. And just because I'm anal with it, I, I actually understand that, because I actually had this argument with, with one of my executives one day. I was like, at, from the naked public eye, they're not going to notice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to notice. Right. When I look at TV, I see all the mistakes all the time. I see everything. But average person is not going to see that. Yeah. Right. So I said it doesn't matter. But that's your work ethic. <laughs> that's your attention to detail. Honestly. And I love that about my husband. You know, it's funny because uh, the kids will go back and be like, oh, dad would be like, well, you know, you didn't have siblings. No one could tell him no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you spent, like I said, you spent like four or five hours changing the font. I know. Like you could have been doing something four and a half exactly. hours into doing something else. It, yeah. Yeah. But now I've, I've definitely been better at it. I've, I'm no longer doing that. I'm delegating now. Um, and that took a lot for me to take a step back and be like, handle it. And then I'm like, Ugh. but then I'm like, no, it's fine. 
I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go because it doesn't really. It really yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I think I think you and I are the same in that aspect because, like, you know, growing up in production, I, like I had an executive that taught me everything from the bottom up, right? So now when I and that's why I do everything myself now. It's like I can easily go hire people like to edit this video to, to do it sounds and all that. But it's like what I have in my head, and I used to have interns that worked for me, but what I have in my head, I can't explain it to you. Right. So I can't give it to you and say, hey, do this, because I, I can't even explain to you what I have in my head. And that's my problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a vision in my head, but there's no way I can explain it to you. And then you're going to do it some way, right. and I'm not going to like it. <laughs> so I'm going to spend all these hours trying to correct you when I could have just did it myself. myself. Yeah. <laughs> but, look, but then, see, if you were to teach someone else, right? Because if we do teach other people to do things the way we want, we can replicate ourselves. Right. And now we have more time to do other things. Yeah. And I feel like that's where I'm trying to go into just because I can't do all of it. And then I get right. burnt out and then I'm I'm sitting there and now I'm like, I don't even want to do this anymore because I'm running around mm-hmm. going crazy trying to do everything when I could just pick up the phone and be like, hey, can you do this? And yes, it might take 10 minutes to explain what I need you to do then versus me doing it myself. But you know what? Now you handle it and you handle this and you handle yeah. this and you handle this. So. All right. But didn't you have to go through that to learn that? For sure. There it is. Honestly. But, it's but from a, a, cr- but from a creative standpoint, yeah. like for me, like business-wise, I, yeah, I can tell somebody, go do this, go make a contract, go whatever, like write this story. But from a creative point of view, I can't explain to you, or I can't even teach that. Like even on our workshop that we about to do, like I'm going to teach them basics of everything but i can't teach them how to be creative right the depths of it like yeah I, it's no way i can do that but like, that's, that's where you easy. inspire them you right. believe in yeah. them you know it's gonna come out and i think right. that that's where i come in that's where you, <laughs> that's where you, you have to be able you know like honestly Wait, are you saying i don't inspire people no you do oh okay but you're just saying it's i don't know how to do that but <laughs> no what things that i want to do like yeah. there's no way i can explain my creative right. process like to somebody because i can sit here and look at that four square panel right there and come up with something dope yeah like that's just the way my mind works like i can see things inside of it but i think that's where your character strengths come into play it doesn't mean that you don't have it in you mm-hmm. it just means that i could utilize it I think at a higher frequency than you do at that time. And I think that that's why it's so important to understand your character strengths in a team, you know, because like you said, I know who to call, you know, and although it might take me a little bit longer, but they're going to get it and you know that they are going to get it, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what's key. And even in a relationship, build future leaders too. That's right. Because you have to let them fail and it's okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to fail once you're going to continue to fail. I'm going to continue to fail my whole life. Right. But that's how we learn. And ultimately, if we want to be leaders, we have to teach other future leaders, too, and bring them along the way. Well, no, absolutely. I tell people all the time, you got to go through failure to get to success. There's no way you can get to success without going through failure. Right. Yeah. It's a set mindset or a growth mindset. Right. I would actually, have you ever took the character strength test? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was your number one? You remember? I can't remember. It's been a while. Was you was you was you happy with not happy with? Did you agree with your results? I don't think I did. No. Mm-hmm. Um, only because again, we think we're a certain way, but mm-hmm. in reality, when we step outside the box, we're like, "Oh my gosh, look at all of these things that I'm actually doing," and we don't we don't even see it sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. Um, 
And um, I think it's hard sometimes to look within ourselves and realize the mistakes that we're making um, because we don't we don't want to accept that. Yeah. You know, but I think um, you have to. Yeah, that's true. I can see regulation, though, on on you. Yeah. Yeah. Regulation. Yeah. I think you might keep things in order. You know, like you kind of know how to navigate through that. You know, I mean, for me, it's it's all the way at the bottom with honesty. (laughs) (laughs) It really isn't. It's not a bad thing. But because love is my number one strength, clearly, I don't know at times how to create that. It's like I want to love everyone. Like, what is it that you need? You know, yes, you need me there. And. You know, even in our workshop with the kids, I was the one picking up like half the class, literally. Like it was six kids. I had to pick up this kid and this kid. And you know why? To make sure that they're there. Right. You know, like and to and to do that. But then, you know, like my time with regulation, I don't really utilize that a lot. <laughs> you know, in honesty, it's like, can you do it? Sure. Yeah. yeah, why not? And then I'm like, oh my God, like how do I do this? I gotta do that. I gotta come home and this. And I don't know how to balance it out. Well, I used to do that a lot. I, I was always adding and adding and adding more and more and more mm-hmm. to my plate. Sometimes people would be like, how? And I'm like, I don't know how I'm doing it. Yeah. Guys, I don't know. I promise I, I sleep like three hours a day and I'm just going, going, going. But I got to the point where I just, I burnt out. I could, yeah. I could no longer go anymore because I just, I was doing too many things, yeah. you know? Well, sleep is a big part of our well-being. You know, losing 90 minutes of sleep, it's equivalent to drinking a six-pack of beer. I just wow. And that's the reason why you wake up feeling groggy. You know, you're like, dang, I feel like, I don't know, like hung over or something. But did you drink? No. Well, that's the reason why people really don't prioritize their sleeping and their patterns. I mean, even at 830, I have an alarm goes off. All right, guys, you guys have to unwind, you know, utilize that half an hour to kind of disconnect. Even if you're on social media, playing a bit, whatever it is, you know, and just kind of allow your body to come into that that I guess that zone of you're going to rest now, you're going to go to sleep, but sleeping is very important. Yeah. Even when you're on the go, go, go and all of that. No, you should at least have eight hours of sleep. Oh, I, I don't even know when the last time I got eight hours. Yeah. Uh, but no, you'll notice your life will change. Honestly, everything you're, you'll even start to think, you know, like just clear and your moods. And sometimes that's why people are moody, you know, like, and you really don't know <laughs> why all the time. <laughs> No, but, but I'm dead serious. But you know what? That it goes back to what we were just talking about earlier. It's that it's walking that fine line, right? Like with yeah. Kobe, like Kobe, and I, and I go back to Kobe because I remember him doing this interview, and he said he had to make a decision. He either he said I had to make a decision: do I want friends or do I want to be the greatest? Right. So that goes with time as well. It's like, do you want to be great at what you're doing? It, it takes time to do that. Like, I cannot do my business in a nine to five. There's no way an entrepreneur could do that. You're right. However, Kobe also did admit that he didn't have good social skills. And he also lacked in having, like, friends. And it took mm-hmm. a lot of him to kind of build that. And once he realized what he was doing, he was able to also balance. And even in his documentary, he even said that he knew that he needed to take his naps. He he paid attention to his body. And mm-hmm. he knew that how important that was. And you saw it in the documentary when he went to the Olympics, how he struggled. He didn't know how to actually make friends. He was okay sitting by himself and that's not healthy because you're going to need someone at some point, you know, and you're not better than them, but he had to shift that. And that's where, um, God, I'm blanking out on the coach from the bulls. 
Oh, Phil Jackson. Yeah, Phil Jackson. He saw all of that, and that's why he would give them books, books mm-hmm. to read based on what he felt that they needed to work on. Mm-hmm. And Kobe needed to work a lot about that. You know, I mean, he's one of my favorite players, you know, and and I do take away from certain things, but he even says it like, I didn't have it all figured out, and I did struggle in that. You know, he pretty much always spent his time with, with his kids and his wife. And he didn't know how to really socialize and carry a conversation. And you would think that he he could, but he didn't know how to pivot, you know, like, and work around that. Well, I think everything is a balance, but um, that's just a hard balance, though. Yeah. Because to be an yeah. entrepreneur, like what, they, what, what is that phrase they say? You give up a nine to five to work 24-7? That's no, right. It's, absolutely it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all you. There's no yeah. one to call to cover for you. Like, right. it's your business. You hey, have I'm to. Sick. Can you come in? No, yeah, there's no. nobody to call. Exactly. Right, <laughs> you know, like, hey, like how you have it. Like, to arrive, like you, you said, for your- I, I, I actually I'm take that back. There is actually a couple of people in my life that are in the same business as I am, and if I was really sick and I was like, hey, mm. you know what, I cannot get out of bed. Like I have a fever. It's not happening. I know who to call, and mm. they would be like, don't worry about it. I got it. I'll go show your clients this home. You know. Right. So I, I, I will say there's there's a couple people in my life that I'd be like, yeah. just pick up the phone and. No, and, and that, that's great to have because you, you have a team, and but you put that team together. And, like, that just didn't start on your first day of entrepreneurship. Sure. Like, you had to build that team yeah, to get to that point. And yeah. I think, you know, again, as we get older, as we get more successful and we go through things, I think we do find a balance because, actually, right now, like, I'm finding my balance of getting more sleep. Like, I make it a point now because I'm up at 6 a.m. every day, and I don't go to bed till like, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. But I make it a point to um, take a nap around two o'clock every day. Yep. Like <laughs> I make it a point. Once you like, hit I that shut 30. everything down. I tell people if I ain't got mm-hmm. no beans or anything at two o'clock, I'm taking a nap, and yeah. it's an hour nap. It's a hard hour. As you should. Mm-hmm. It's a hard hour. It is. It's a hard <laughs> yeah, hour. Yeah, you set a, a, a timer. I, I even do. told myself like, okay, I really need to like gather myself because I. And I used to say that, like, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. No, man, that's, like, the worst job. Like, honestly, <laughs> you know, it's like, my God, you it's never, yeah, you never job. clock out. Yeah, You honestly never clock out. The kids always need something. Your husband always needs something. Something always needs to be done. And there was one day that I was cleaning the restroom, and I started laughing at myself, and I was like, this isn't the only thing I do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was hilarious because I realized, like, you know, sometimes people like say like, oh, you know, no, man, it's honestly the hardest thing because I really have to manage Everything. all of these little lives. You know, like, what are you going to eat, mom? What's there? Oh, my God. Hold on one second. You know, and still trying to gather that that self, that yeah. moment, at least when you go out to work. I remember I was like, peace out. Like, this is my time. You know, this is what I'm going to do. Like, what happened to you this weekend? Oh, shit. Like, you really going through that? And then you could disconnect from that right. and come home and then, like, clock no, in. hats off to you moms know? that stay home and yeah. take care of the kids. And yeah. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how that that happens. I don't know either. It's been happening for the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, did it, yeah. I did it with my kids um, for the first, I want to say, 10 years of my son's life and five years of my daughter because they're five years apart, where Nina was um, – she had a corporate job, but since I was in uh, entertainment, my work was always at night. So I stayed home during the day and watched them. So I'm, I pretty much raised them when they was uh, infants and toddlers. Yeah. No. 
Well, when I was, so I used to do, I used to work in the medical field. We used to do hair transplants. So we were in surgery at 4 a.m. And I used to just tell my coworkers, like, man, I can't wait till, like, I stay at home. Like, I hate being here. And the clients that we had were very high profile, very, very wealthy people. And um, I would tell myself, like, what I would kill to just live the life that they do. Like, sure, I can come in tomorrow. No problem. I need two weeks. No, no problem. And I used to tell myself, like, man, I would kill just to be at home. And then when I finally had it, I was like, I want to go back. <laughs> Take me back but now i am so thankful i do not complain at all you know even like last night we were out a little bit late and everyone asked like oh do you gotta be at school or work or and i was like nah <laughs> i mean we record at 10 but you know i think i'm gonna be all right you know what i mean i'll pivot i'll figure it out but That's it's a hilarious. it's such a blessing and just to be a part of my my kids life and not only that but doing what i love giving back to to the community and working with kids yeah mm. you know cuz we do do a lot of that workshops at the high schools and and do no, the, you, you you do and i got yeah. to see you uh firsthand um at the graduation last yeah. week uh, or a couple of days ago yeah and i i could see it in the kids eyes you know how yeah. much of a difference that you made their lives yeah, I actually ran into one of the kids that I used to be a team mom for in Los Angeles for a travel baseball team. So when we were in City Terrace, a lot of the parents were either undocumented, didn't speak the language, didn't drive. So they just stayed within that that area, you know, and um, these kids, it's funny because I literally recruited them at Target. <laughs> They were, I was like, dang, this kid looks like athletic. Like, have you ever played baseball? And he was a phenomenal player. And we used to call him the target kids, you know, because I recruited them there. And I ran into them. Their dad actually is the the person that does the logos on the grass for the Dodgers. Okay. You know, so he's been working with them for a long time. And I ran into her and I was like, oh, my God, how are you? And the son has grown now. And, I mean, I haven't been with with these kids for maybe five years, but it w- it was so rewarding because I used to help her out and, you know, like just to see that, but it was really great to, to kind of be able to do that. And these kids to recognize, and she goes, I thought it was you. And, you know, I was kind of loud and she goes, yeah, I recognize your voice. Cause even in the recordings from, from last night, the game, you hear me in every video, super loud. I was like, come on, money move. Come on. And I told my husband, can you mute me out? <laughs> but all the parents would always say that. Like, you're always in all of our videos. I mean, I rooted for every single one of those kids, even though their parents couldn't make it. But it made a difference. And Absolutely. they would, yeah, they would always say, like, team mom, we always hear you. And I was like, yeah, so if I tell you to run, you run. If I tell you don't go, don't. But it's it's the best feeling, you know, to just kind of be dope. there. Even, even the other night, um, I forget her name, that you was teaching with. Um, oh, Viviana. Viviana, yeah. Um, she was saying, because I didn't know this, that you would, you would go pick up the kids to yeah. even make it to the workshops. Yeah. Because their parents couldn't get them there. And yeah. so you would go get them. I think that's pretty dope. Yeah, you know, it's, it's when there's a will, there's a way. But again, she's walking it. She's not just saying it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, even for the graduation, one of the moms was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I have to work overtime and my husband commutes and, you know, he's so, I said, 
don't worry about it. I got you. She goes, but I said, don't worry about it. And I kind of walked in like with balloons in one hand and I had food in the other. And I was like, hi guys. Hi, hi, hi. Hey, great. Okay. Here we go. Okay guys, sit down, sit down. But I, I don't know how I do it, but I think I do it for them because I want them to take to at least have that as their takeaway right. when they grow up to remember that. You know, I remember that, you know, um, uh, Vicky uh, calls me Latin mom. I remember calling that Latin mom, like how she used to do that. And even when we were in Los Angeles, we used to um, go out into like Knott's Berry mm. Farm or Sky Zone. I had like 14 kids in our car. Wow. <laughs> I was like, make it work, sit down, put seat, you know, and they the their their face would light up because they've never been out of East LA. Never been out. I was like, what do you mean? Never been to Hollywood, never seen the, never. And I would be like, come on, let's go. And then they were just like in all awe. And for me, I was like, how is it that you've never been out of this small space? Like I can only imagine what it's like because we used to travel all over the place. I mean, I drive everywhere. Um, and just to imagine growing up just at home and your parents living in fear because they're undocumented, like that must be, you know, challenging and hard. So if I can just give that to them, you know, I tell them sky's the limit, man. Like you can really travel all over the world if you really set your mind to it. But, you know, you, you say how you do it. I think, you know, when, some, when you have a passion for something, yeah. it's easy. Right. Like even in our careers, like, you know, you have a passion for what you do. You make it seem easy, but we all know it's not easy. But you know, yeah. you make it seem easy. Yeah. You know, and we keep going and we just do it because yeah. we, we love it. Yeah. Arvin had suggested, you should go into real estate. You're really good. And I said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's a wild, wild west. I said, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people right now, um, and we talk, and this is actually something I've talked about before, but. There's so many people that want to get into this business mm -hmm. now and that even got into the business a couple of years ago when the market was really hot. Um, you know, they see the nice clothes and the fancy dinners and the vacations and, you know, right. the flash. And they think, oh, this is easy. I'm going to go into this business. I'm going to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. right. But they don't They don't really see what happens behind the scenes, exactly. right? And yeah. all of the things that we have to deal with on a daily basis. And... Um, it's it's not all it's not all glamour guys you know all the mm. events that we get to go to the parties i remember my friend she's like jackie just hire me and she's like i just want to go to the parties with you and i'm <laughs> like honey i promise it's not it's not what what it really seems like on social media yeah you know? but that's that's what anything i mean I, I used to have that with my interns when i was working on it, my tv show um i remember one one kid was like hey when are we going on set because we was in the office and I was like, do you realize being on set is like 10% of the work? Yeah. We have research. We have development. We have all this business stuff we got to take care of. Like being on set, like, yeah, it's fun when you see some people on set shooting, whatever. But that's like 10% of the work. Right. Like you don't see all the other stuff. And they were so bored in that office, like doing all this <laughs> research and development. They was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. And even with real estate, like agents, like I said, I'm not an agent, fully licensed agent yet, but – I go in and, and I cut the grass. I paint the walls because, you know, a good agent, I think, you know, if a house is empty, they would prep it really nice, right? Mm -hmm. And I was always taught that, like, you know, it only costs $35, $40 for a gallon of paint. Go paint the wall. Do the floorboards. You know, cut yeah. the grass. Like, takes, like I just sold, uh, not sold, but um, I just cut my ex-wife's uh, mother's grass because she's selling her house um, two weeks ago. Took my lawnmower over there and just cut her grass. I mean, it takes like 15 minutes. 
Yeah, it does. Just putting in that little effort, yeah. like it makes a huge difference. Yeah. You know. How long have you been an agent for now? So, um, I was actually counting the years actually the other day because I was like, when does my license expire again? Because after we renew it, we have to yeah. renew it every four years, right? So, um, I'm actually going on year number six. And um, mind you, the first three years I was doing it only part-time. And so I feel like until I really started doing it full-time, that's when my business finally took off. You know, I feel like at the beginning I was like one foot in, one foot out. Right. Um, it's it's easy to go to a job, clock in, clock out. You know exactly how much you're getting at the end of the week or every two weeks. Um, and getting into real estate was um, – it was hard at first, obviously, because now you're learning something that you've never done before, but um, the uncertainty of it. So, okay, mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Okay, so I have a client. We have to get him an escrow, and it might take 30 to 45 days if it closes, right? And mm -hmm. I'm not only going to get paid until after it closes. Right. And sometimes we're going to fall out of escrow, and guess what? Those 45 days came and went, and I still haven't gotten paid. And you got to so start all over from day one. start all over. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was it was. I was struggling to let go of the other job just because I'm like, this is for sure money, right? right. And until one day I said, this is it. I'm either going to go all in or I'm not. And um, I wanted it badly enough and I was hungry enough to where this this is what I'm doing. So. But I think a lot of people, that's where a lot of people get, uh, again, it's the fear of the unknown. Right. Yeah. Like they don't want to jump in. Like they want to do like all these businesses, right? But. Being an entrepreneur, yeah, you don't get paid right up front, especially right. in real estate. Like they said, you got to wait till escrow close. Right. And you can go through escrow three, four times. Like my ex-wife right now, she's in her fourth escrow because people keep falling out. And it's like, she wants to sell this house so bad. And it's like, oh, my God. All right. But you, you don't get paid until you close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like with any other business. Like even with TV, like I don't get paid unless I sell a show. Yeah. So think about all the development meetings I got to go to and all this and all the red tape. Like, you don't get paid. Like, I could spend a whole year writing a show and I won't get paid unless it's sold. Right. And it could take years to do that. Yeah. So well, that's interesting. So anyway, so um, we're almost out of time, but I want to know from Jackie, mm -hmm. what would you like to see this community? Like, what are the changes that you would like to see? <clears throat> I think going back to what we said, I just I want to see people do the work. Mm -hmm. So let's stop talking so much and go out there and actually do what we're mm -hmm. saying we're going to do. Right. Mm -hmm. If we want to bring unity to the community and within the organizations, then obviously it starts with us. What are we actually doing about it? Um, I think uh, getting out of our own egos and mm -hmm. putting all of that aside um, and realizing that this is for a bigger cause and this is bigger than you and me and everyone else. Um, and if we can all come together on this one thing and agree that this is why we're doing it, then we'll be fine. But right. now if you have a different motive and you have a different motive and I have a different motive, it's not going to work. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was in a, a committee meeting the other day, right, and – I don't know who you know, the guy named Van, his last name. He uh he works with the uh, youth youth of the voices of the youth. I know. Okay, so he came into the meeting and, and I've known him for a couple of years. I did some work with him a few years ago. But I didn't know he was gonna be at this meeting. Um anyway, so he was introducing himself to the to the whole committee and he was telling people like people was like they were just like you right now, like I've heard of that, but wasn't really sure, right? He was like, yeah, because we do so much work. He said, you're going to always hear about us, but you're never going to see us. Mm. And I love the way he put it. He's like, I don't do this for the publicity, for the That's camera right. or the press. He was like, he's in the mountains every day 
like getting youth from out of the mountains into homes and into, you know, resource centers. He said him and his wife, they're out there every day in these deserts and the mountains getting these youth. And he said, it's not for the cameras. It's what he loves to do is yeah. to help our youth. And his organization is huge. When I tell you his organization is huge, they, feel, they feed hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people every month. Yeah. But you, you you hear about it, but like you said, you never, you never see, see it. Him. And that's the thing. I that's feel like a lot of people want to be seen. Look right. at me. Look at what I'm doing. Yeah. Look at what I just did. Look at who I'm helping. You don't need to do any of no. that, you know? Right. And I feel like you don't need the spotlight in order to shine. Mm-hmm. Once you start doing all of these things and you're helping people not to glorify yourself, but mm-hmm. you're glorifying mm-hmm. men upstairs, right. it's all going to come natural. You don't need to be doing this for any kind of fame or publicity or to grow your business, just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And I, and I love that. Um, I, lo- I like to love what he's doing. I love what you're doing. Um, but I do think that, you know, a lot of us need to put our egos to the side because yeah. mm-hmm. if we're truly doing this for, like you said, for the good, then we got to put our egos aside. It doesn't right. matter who name is on it. I think a lot of people, they start companies and they want their name on everything just to kind of build a company. But that's yeah. not the way to do it. And I think that's what I love when I used to work um, for the hair transplant doctor is that the type of people that I would come across and they were so humble, so humbled and, you know, just very ordinary and willing to talk. And then I would, we would have the, you know, people that were up and coming and they were just so egotistic. And we used to laugh and be like, man, you haven't even <laughs> made it, you know, right. but that really um, stuck with it. me. You yes. can see it. Right. And that's why I look at people be like, man, if you having to clock in and have to work and, you know, money is not flowing in, you're just like me. You know what I mean? It's just a pedestal that you want to put yourself on. And it says a lot about you. However, if you're willing to roll up your sleeves, regardless of your status, you know, like uh, it's going to say a lot about you. I mean, there was one very high profile, you know, patient that actually wanted to have lunch with us. And he's like, I just really want to know what you guys, I was like, you know, we were all tripping out because we were like, what do you mean you want to sit? And he goes, yeah, like, you know, I want to know what you guys do and who you are and what you're about. And I want to sit here. And we asked the doctor and the doctor goes, why does he want to, I don't know. I'm just asking you, can he sit with us? You know what I mean? And he goes, if he wants to. And that stuck with me so much because I thought to myself, if this person really wants to sit with me, it's for a reason. Right. And that's why I love saying hello to people and just starting random conversations because you really never know what knowledge, what experiences you've been through that at some point I might go through. I'd be like, I remember having that conversation with that. So this is how I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to take away. This is what I'm going to incorporate for myself and be able to grow. And if we were to really understand that we would like, man, we would just kind of break barriers and do so much more. It's a very small community that we can really work together if we can just kind of put our egos aside and just be like, man, I might be at this place right now, but that's not guaranteed. No, 100%. I think a lot of the times people think, oh, I'm here. Look at me. Oh, my gosh. And this and that. But, hey, tomorrow you could be right at the bottom all over again. So don't forget to be humble. You know, you're not better than anybody. Just, you know, do you treat everybody with respect, Mm -hmm. um, be kind, and just be a good human being. Right. You know? 100%. 
Oh, yeah. A decent human being. I tell people that all the time. Just be a decent human it's being. It's not that hard. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. Yeah. Even in the store, sometimes I'll talk to, you know, random people or unhoused. And yesterday, actually, at the game, there was a veteran. Mm. He just turned 100 years old. And everyone was like, hey, hey, how are you doing? And I, like, pushed my kids. I was like, I got to shake his hand. That's a real hero right there. You know, he was so excited. And, right. you know, as I was walking away, one of the guys goes, he, uh, he was like an old essay. He goes, Chat, or <laughs> I forgot what he said. He's like, yeah, see, mom, man. That, you know, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, honestly, that's a real OG. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he paved the way for us to be here. You know, right. he really is a brave, you know, soldier. And that's why I love um, whenever you do meet a veteran. Always, always say thank you for your service. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we have to be approachable, too. I yeah. feel like a lot of the times our facial expressions, oh, the yeah. way oh, we yeah. move. <laughs> I mean, literally, we'll be like, oh, no, I don't want to talk to her because she looks mean. Yeah. You know, it's it's little things that sometimes we're having a bad day. And, I mean, we all have it, right? We all have bad days, and we're just like, ah, and everything's pissing you off. And now you're projecting that wherever you go, right? Yeah. So, like you said, take a minute, be in your car, be like, all right, got to get it together. You know, say a little prayer, be like, God, help me right now. And then keep it pushing. But when you're not approachable, people automatically assume that you're stuck up. That yeah. you're yeah. snobby, that you think you're better, that, um, yeah, you're just mean or whatever the case may be. And so um, our facial expressions and our body movement. Yeah. That, that no, that's, that's, that's real big. And that's why, like, when, when I know I'm in a good mood, like, especially, like, I know at some point I'm going to get over it, right? Whether it's five minutes, an hour. If, if my energy is so low for more than four hours, I go home and I shut the day down. Because I don't want to project that on anyone else. Yeah. And I, and I know I'm not going to be good to you. So if I'm not good to you, I'm not good to myself, I'm not good to nobody, mm -hmm. I'll shut my whole day down mm -hmm. if it's more than four hours, if I can't get, get over it for whatever reason. Yeah. I was taught that at early age. Leave your little pile of you-know-what yeah. at the door yeah. and then pick it up on your way out. <laughs> yeah. right. Honestly, I was taught that by a manager because I used to just, if I was having a crap, everybody's going to suffer, you yeah. know? But that's... She, you had to pull me to the side and be like, you're not going to get anywhere in life if you continue with that behavior. Right. You know, I really had to put that in check. And I mean, I don't think you've ever really seen me in a bad mood since we've kind of been working, huh? No, actually, I no, you haven't, huh? Because I'm pretty. <laughs> no, I no, I'm, no, I'm dead good. serious. You know how to control. I'm your really good. Yeah, yeah, I do. A lot of people do not know how to do that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I will say, I that's something I had to learn the hard way, mm -hmm. um, because I used to pop off. Quick. Like, yeah. look at me crazy, and I'm like, what? Like, right. something's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, I used to have the, that mentality when I was younger, and that didn't get me anywhere, right? Yeah. And my mom used to say, a las malas nunca vas a mm -hmm. lograr nada. And I, I didn't understand that. I'm like, because I, I thought the more I pushed, the more I was going to get something back, and it's quite the opposite. Yeah. And so um, controlling your emotions will get you so far. Yeah, it's so true. Mm. You know, being able to regulate that. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So let's get into our question goals. Yay! So today it says, this is my daily mantra. Sometimes minute by minute mantra, which is love yourself. Learn to love yourself and stay in this moment. This moment right here is where your power is. 
So, and I did say you're a power hitter. So, hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So, love yourself, and clearly you see that in you. So, I, you know, I personally was excited, although I thought it was other Jackie. I, (laughs) I did. (laughs) Yeah, actually, Angela, Angela recommended um, me to follow you a while back. You know, and I'm thankful for that. You know, and I see what you do, and you know, it does motivate other women to keep pushing. So that's dope. And I love that you brought your daughter in here, too. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm big on family. No, 100 percent. And Destiny, right? You should definitely be proud of your mom because she's a definite uh, pillar in this community. Mm -hmm. And she does the action. She does not all talk. That's why I admire you and appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So with that, what words of wisdom do you have for our community? Drop that knowledge. <laughs> Honestly, guys, this is this is gonna sound really cheesy, but no, um, it's not. I because it's real. I'm on this new journey, and um, I think um, I've always been religious. I've, I've been, I, I mean, I was born and raised Catholic. I'll die a Catholic, but I didn't know God until a couple months ago, and so I feel like you know some people start to learn about God and get to know Him and have a relationship with Him and. It's kind of like, you know, okay, I'm taking baby steps. And I feel like I'm, I'm like trying to sprint there because I, I feel like I'm a different person now with him in my life, right? Mm. So <laughs> I think my advice is uh, lead with God. That's mm. it. Lead or leave lead, it? Lead. Lead with God, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to, I think finally, everything changed in my life when I took the back seat, you know, and let him have, let him have the wheel. Yeah, 100%. I actually heard that from, that from from another gal that she was tripping. She goes, you know what? God, take the wheel. <laughs> no, you know what? It's funny is because um, I think I'm in the same boat with you. Right. Like I, I grew up Catholic. I'm all like I tell everybody I'm, I'm more spiritual, but God is my foundation. hundred yeah. percent. Never, you know, never forget that. Um, but it wasn't until a few months ago when um, Adriana gave me my first book, which is the um, Maxwell Leadership Bible. And I've been reading that. Like, I, I try to read it 15 minutes every every night, right? And I know I miss some nights, but um, I, I really do try my best to read it. And that's because I, I've never read the Bible because I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And I never talked about it because the Bible to me is like a law book. Mm-hmm. Like, who really understands it? Like, even with Bible, like, I, I see people all the time, like, um, saying scriptures and quoting scriptures. And they run with, like, this little piece of a scripture, right? But they don't read the whole thing. So I think a lot of people, you know, and that's why I said, you know what, I'm going to start reading the Bible because I need to understand this because I don't agree with a lot of people when they take this, that bit of scripture. And it's like, that's not really what it's saying. If right. you read the whole thing, it's saying something totally different. But right. people, that, and I think that's just from, I don't want to say the word ignorance, but lack of knowledge. Let's just be nice there to people go. right now. <laughs> lack of knowledge. Well, you don't have to be perfect <laughs> right. to, to come to God. In fact, no, that's when think, he wants you. I think, absolutely. I think right. uh, God... Or actually, I I finally surrendered my life to God when I was in the worst place of my life. Mm -hmm. I was extremely broken. And the only one that was able to pull me out was him. Amen. And and that's what I mean. Like a few years ago when I started my mindset training is actually when I did the same thing. I said, you know what? I I can't handle this. I'm leaving this with you. Whatever, whatever you want, whatever. I'm just walking your path right at this point. Yeah. Whatever you give me is um, I'm okay with. Right. And I, and I started that a few years ago, so I, I feel you on that one. That's facts. It's facts. I know, and I still haven't told you my football team. <laughs> oh we don't want to hear it because it's, it's not, not the Cowboys. The Cowboys yeah, like why? 
In fact, you guys really don't want to hear uh, is it. Is it the Raiders? Because we hate No, them. no. I actually grew up a Patriots fan. I'm a Tom Brady, you know. All right, we don't hate them that much. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're not the Just Niners either. It. So, I mean, we'll I mean, let, I don't we'll like cheaters, though. Ooh. You know what? Don't even I really start. Don't. I mean, you know <laughs> See what? No. what I'm saying? No. Just like Phil Jackson said with the uh, San Antonio Spurs that one year, if you have an asterisk next to your yeah. title, it doesn't count. But see, you want to you wanna put it with Gronk. You want to put it with Hernandez. We were unstoppable. There's just no way. So, come on now. Those are three championships <laughs> that are questionable. Yeah, okay. You can say what you want to say, but oh, that's hey, like, you know it's true. Like we could have done something major had Romo not gotten injured. We could have done something yeah. major. Yeah, yeah. So that's funny. Where Brady at now? It's all right. He retired. <laughs> he retired. He hanging out with Edel with Edelman look, the other day at I, the beach. I can you know I'm here for that. I like great. Look, I like Brady. I give yeah. him his props. Like he he's Absolutely. great. I do do believe though they did a little cheating, but man. I mean, what happened when they played the Falcons? Woo, we were down. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to let it go. We're going to let it go. I just had to throw that, that out there. Still Cowboys. Yeah. Still Cowboys. Go Cowboys. That's right. <laughs> I don't know what it is yet. It's, that's one team that I just can't root for. Why? Because I just we're America's can't. team. That's why. No. It, you know no. what? I think it's because I've come across certain fans that I just, mm, Am I one yeah. of the fans right no, now? No, not am at I all. Gonna, am I no, being no, one no, of no, the fans? No, not at all. Wait. Because of the fans? Are you serious? I don't know what it is. I just can't. I can't vibe with I just, it. I just Something think when people it. hate, yeah, there's so many know. people that hate on the Cowboys, but that's yeah. a good thing to me. It's like but how I'm they say big, about haters. Yeah, I'm not big on football. That means we're so doing something. I, I can't say that when it comes to baseball, there's just no way in hell if your Astro fans don't come near me, don't talk to me. <laughs> that's just, I told my kids, if you ever bring a, you know, Astro, it's not going to work out. They're cheaters. <laughs> oh, you know, um, soon I'm going to have a good friend of mine who is a, a, one of the top writers in Hollywood on this show. And he's from Houston. So oh, shit. Huge. Maybe we should reschedule. No, just like, <laughs> like way over there in the corner. <laughs> I just can't vibe with him. He's a comedy writer. Hell so he's going to have fun with you. At oh, this no, <laughs> dude. You know, I was literally in the OR room. We were cutting. We we're dissecting. And like um, my husband was calling me. Are we going to go to the World Series? I literally was going to pay 800 a ticket, $1,600 to go see the World Series that year. And I was hot. I was so glad that I did because of what they did they so did hell yeah they did but see how can you no i don't like, condemn hear that it. but you won't condemn the patriots no the patriots didn't do nothing that's a different sport different ball <laughs> so hell nah you know what i'm saying we're they were hurting me almost 1600 in the pocket Anyways, <laughs> we out of here. Thank you again, yes, Jackie. We truly so appreciate much. you. Thank you for what you do in this community. Yes. Keep it up. And um, I look forward to, you know, working with you at some point and yeah. like helping build this community because you and everybody else is doing an incredible job. And I always tell this to real estate agents. If you do come across a commercial person, we need a skating ring here for the kids. I, you I know what I'm saying? That. That's what I've been that. saying that. Yeah. I keep telling everyone, can you imagine we got a skate? You're like, girl, you going to go skating? Okay. She has been politicking <laughs> for that. Honestly, every real estate agent, like, we really need this for the kids. Although, yeah, the movies, there's only so much that kids can do. But, you know, a skating room would be so dope. Yeah. Well, although I'll, we I'll did have one. out there, too. Yeah. yeah. Even for adults to kind of get but out there we and, had, and do uh, that. What's her so. name? Uh, Adrian, Adriana on the show a couple, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I told her, uh, The too. mayor pro temp. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I like on. So I told her too. I was like, it just she started out everybody. there. Girl, I'm just speaking into existence. <laughs> speaking <go>. into existence. <laughs> it's gonna happen. happen. It's gonna It'll happen. happen. It'll happen. Yeah, we need things for you know. I mean, you're young. You, you're what a teenager, right? No, a young adult. But yeah. even then, you know, to do what is it for you to do? You know, it's like yeah. where are we gonna go? The movies? There's only so much you can do. Go eat? Yeah, it's okay. But I mean, you're gonna go to the the trampoline place? I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get you one. So yeah, speaking into existence, putting it out there. We need a skate. We need things. You know. Get it popping out here. We're going to make it happen. So, all right now. All right. We out of here, y'all. All right. Be well. Be well.